Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, the media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. Today I sat down with Baron Davis to discuss how proud he is of his former team, the Golden State Warriors, for winning the NBA championship, for their fight through adversity and doubters. We discussed Steph Curry's greatness, how much respect he has for Klay Thompson battling through back-to-back NBA catastrophic injuries of torn ACLs to being an NBA champion. We also revisited his We Believe Glory days with the Warriors and their special run in the NBA playoffs. We talked about his disgust for the fact that many members of the media, a la Nick Wright of First Things First, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, and those of his ilk, go out of their way to bash players. This was a great and honest and open discussion. Hope you enjoy Mr. Baron Davis, how you doing, sir? My guy, what's up with you? What's up, what's happening? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate you taking the time. I know your phone ringing off the hook right now, so I I appreciate it. You know what I mean? They're on on the rematch on basketballnews.com and Fly TV. And uh, there's a lot I wanted to talk to you about, you know. But, you know, the Warriors just won. Just just won the championship. And it's crazy because I'm looking at it, and I I love when people make, 
you know, the media, media guys, like media commentators kind of eat their words. That, that's, that's one of the reasons why I got into the media, because there was a lot going on in the media that I didn't like. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. The same, the knuckleheads yep. just had the same story, you know, Stack and Matt Barnes would say the same thing. We all, you know how it is with the media sometimes. Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I love when people prove people wrong. But tell me how, how happy you are to see the Warriors uh, win this championship this year, especially after all they've been through. Man, you know, I, I would say, you know, I'm yelling at the TV, telling Steph to claim your spot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All the hate he went through this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All the uh, hate Clay went through getting back and people not even understanding that the kid, this, this kid ain't playing in two years. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The KD trauma. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, the bubble last year, Steph, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just kind of like, man, I'm happy for this team because those players, they, 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 they be hooping the right way. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's funny. I was listening to, you know, sometimes I try not to listen to too many of them, but sometimes you can't help listen to the commentator, you know, the, the, the sports people, the talking heads every morning and stuff like that. And the criticism they had. So Steph did something amazing with that 43-point game, right? And then the next game, he struggled. But he struggled because the entire defense was all focused on him and his shot, and, and he, he, he was missing. But it's interesting to see how the media just kind of flipped. After, I was like, wait a minute. I was just thinking this. For one, bro, they ain't never, no, never played no goddamn basketball in their life. You know right. what I mean? So, like, they've right. been doing this shit for a long time. Me yeah. and you and, and, and us in the new media, the new sports media, we know what's going on. You're going to have highs and lows. You feel what I'm saying? It's yeah. a championship. You think Boston going to be happy with somebody scoring 43 on them? They're going to try to do something. Of you know course. what I mean? And, like, and you know how hard it is to score 43 in the finals? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, people are crazy. They're yeah. crazy. They just look for any excuse, any narrative. You got people like Stephen A. up there. He just arguing for the sake of arguing right now. You know what I mean? Oh, and oh, I no. think for us, like watching this game, it's like you know, it's highs and lows. It's moments. It's it's a deep breath when the other dude didn't take one. It's a it's a sigh of relief when you shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Right. It's a, um, it's a forget the play in the moment when you need it, and so. Margin for error is very small when you think in finals. Steph Curry having a bad game right. in the finals and right. people, you know, uh, raising a big stink over it, you know what I mean? It just goes to show you where their knowledge is, right, where their care, where their love for the game is, right? right. Um, and that's what y'all doing right now, man. Y'all game changing, y'all changing, y'all changing the way media should, you know, you changing the way the questions should be asked. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're getting real. Like, like players want to talk to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Players want to players talk to players. Whether it's bad questions, good questions, hard questions, it's just there's, there's a familiarity, right? Mm-hmm. There's an honesty. There's a truth. And so with the, with the normal media or the old media, it's like, man, we ain't telling them shit. <laughs> nobody want to tell you. <laughs> nobody <laughs> tell you to none of these people out here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. 
we've always been around to tear us apart, right? More than build up, build us up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that's you know it's it's interesting. I was looking at this quote. I just posted it this morning, so I'm gonna get the exact quote. But Nick Wright from uh, First Things First. So when when the Warriors traded for Andrew, he should not be on TV. Man, but I'm but listen, I'm gonna read what he said. So I'm gonna read his actual, I got it right here. This cat he got on national TV and he said Andrew Wiggins is a bad basketball player. It's unspeakable the Warriors did this. It's over for them now. We will never see Steph in another NBA Finals again ever. That's what he's ranted and said on national and TV. On, and he on TV as what? A basketball expert? Yeah. yeah. It's like a puppet show, my dude. You know what I mean? It's like a puppet show. I'm thinking about doing my own damn media puppet show and, and having my own Stephen A. and Nick Wright. And, and, I mean, it's like a puppet show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these dudes yeah. is, is... They'll say whatever to do whatever. You know what I mean? Just to right. like... But it's like, you, you, you can't... You don't even stand on your words. Like, somebody like that who says something like that, you should stand on his words and say, yeah, I should be suspended for a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But why, but why even you know say something outlandish? Like, like, why tell... Like, you mentioned it before. That even, even if a player... If, if, that, if you're looking at a player... And you're saying, even if this is not your favorite player, you know what I mean? To turn yeah. him down to the point to just say he's a bad basketball player, he doesn't deserve to. But, and, I mean, and then, and then when he see, and then when he see Wiggins, he gonna want to go up, apologize, tell me, get out our face, you little rat, you rat right. face. You know what I mean? You little mo rat face. Like nobody wants that, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? It, 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 like, like, especially this generation. They don't have a time for it. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. almost like it's almost like the media is playing like the jealous girlfriend, the jealous ex girlfriend game now because yep. they can't get the attention from the player, so they start saying like crazy wild stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's why that's where you get the dudes like Nick Wright. Like there's no accountability for the outlandish shit that they be saying. And right. like can they like what you know, like if they wrong, shouldn't they be suspended? Yeah, yeah. And like when that, they cause a frenzy like that, or like go after somebody like that, you should stand on those words and be like, "Yo, if the Warriors win a, uh, if the Warriors win a championship or go to the championship with a- Andrew Wiggins, he should quit his job." <laughs> right, right. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I feel you. Because one, nobody wants to hear any more takes like that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so negative, though. Like they, like you said, they just want to tear people down. And you see the shows, not, whether it's Skip Bayless on FS1 or whether it's Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, they're just trying to tear guys down. And it's I, I, t- I spoke to the OG Mitch Richmond um, and did an article with him, and he was talking about how this new era of, of young players with social media, he was like, you know, I, he didn't know how they even do it to get that much criticism daily. I mean, we didn't have social media when we played, you know, but it's like, it's too much sometimes. Like sometimes they got to turn that off and just ignore all of it because you got not only just the, the media people, now you got millions of fans giving you their opinion directly. Who you like? That's that's too much access, don't you think? Hell yeah! It's like um, 
man, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of the media, you know, I'm tired. Like, I mean, you think about every day waking up, doing an interview after the game. Now you got to do an interview for all your fans. Now people, you know, anybody can say anything to you and they can directly get to you. Right. right. We didn't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? People would be afraid. People could say what they want, be on our back, yell it back in our era. But, you know, in no no, no way, shape, or form did people have access you know what I mean? To be able right. to do that with us. And, you know, I don't think our generation would have been able to handle it well. Not at all. I'll tell you, I, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Right? You know? I know. Hey, hey, I know one thing. You wouldn't have been able to handle it. No, I can tell I you. Would I would. Have been, yeah. hey, we, would have been, we would have been socking people out. I mean, just, how, how would have been out at the grocery store. <laughs> you know like you said, somebody just ripped you to shreds. And then they want to come up to you like, "What's up? Like, how you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how you?" Yeah. Then, then they show up. Then they show up at your bowling event trying to interview you. That's crazy. You know what I mean? But I, one thing I wanted to ask you about was, you know, looking at Clay Thompson, and I'm watching him on the podium, and like how he, you know, he didn't want to kind of leave, but he's been through so much with these injuries, and I mean, you were talking about how people counted him out, but he had back to back. Uh, catastrophic injuries, you know what I mean, that are hard to come back from, like the ACL and with the people doubting them and stuff like that. A lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to come back from an injury. And I wanted to talk to you about that in particular because, I mean, you had the different knee issues. You was, you was, you was misdiagnosed a couple times. And people don't understand that, you know, and, and having to battle back and how people don't know how many athletes play through pain. And they're trying to, you know, they might say, hey, their shot uh, feels off tonight. But you don't know what kind of pain they're actually in from their injury. Yeah, you have no idea. You, you have know no what idea. Mean? Yeah. And it's, not, and it's not just the physical pain. It's the mental pain. It's like, you know, this dude, every, you know, and, and, and I don't know if you feel this, E, but I'll be feeling this. Anytime I walk into a gym and it's an NBA gym or any gym, my body wakes up. Yeah, no question. I get a little You know what I mean? Yeah, no I want to straighten up. I yeah. want to, you know what I mean? I want to make sure, like, oh no, like, I got a, you still got a reputation to uphold. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. And so imagine being in the prime of your career and, like, having to watch. Yeah, yeah. Imagine being the top dog in the game, one of the top dogs, and have to watch. Right, right. So now you're going through that physical, but the mental side of it, right? You got to have fortitude and you got to have short-term vision. Yep. Not no long-term vision. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like when, when, when Clay was sitting there and he was, you know, like the one time he was just sitting on the court with his head down when they lost. And then like you watch, you watching, you watching somebody give credit to themselves. Right. Yeah. He accomplished something even bigger than a championship mm -hmm. for himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because all those times that he was sitting there, all those times he couldn't play, you know what I mean? Every day he, when the players went back to work out and train and be at practice, he couldn't. Yeah. And so the mental, the mental strain is, takes even more toll on the body. Because mm -hmm. it tell you like, man, shit, I ain't gonna make it. Right. Hey, am I gonna make it back? You start questioning yourself, and so that short term memory 
is all about the little bitty steps. Can I walk today? Can I take two steps? I just want to be able to stand in balance. I just want to be able to fire my choir muscle. I want to be able to take five steps today. I want to be able to jog. I want to be able to run in place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. this dude has went through every single phase of that for two years. Yeah. So he deserved it. He should be on that podium right now. Right, right. <laughs> he earned it. Yeah. Well, he earned that. He yeah. earned that. Yeah. And to think that he came back this year, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. This is not even a normal year for him. This is a rehab year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he came in and the run they had, man, they were supposed to sit him sometime during the season for two, three weeks just to let him, you know, get, yeah. okay, now he feel good. Let him get fresh again. Man, right. I do, I do stuck it out the whole time. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? He wrote it out the whole time, ups and downs. You can see the, you can see the games where he was like, fuck, dude. I know I'm better than this, but I, I can't get there. Right, right. And then you see him make the adjustment for the next game, and he get hot. You know what yep. I mean? And it's just like, man, I love watching Clay because Clay loves the game of basketball, and 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 he's showing people in real time with dedication and hard work. You know what I mean? And like, what that mean? What that mean? You know, even for young players that are that are that are hurt, it's like I take a page out of his book, mm-hmm. right? Because this dude went, he went and isolated himself to get himself back on that podium, you know? Yep. Yep. He definitely did. And, you know, he had to block out a lot. So a lot of the noise. So like people understand he got hurt and tore his ACL the first time, right? During the game, during the finals. Um, He rehabbed for a year, was playing pickup in LA and tore his ACL again. So he had to start all the way over from square one, the first square that you were talking about. Can I take a step? Yeah. Like people don't yeah. understand that 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 process. Like that is a serious process to go through, especially to go through twice. Especially to get to a point where you're ready and you start playing and it happens right. again. Right. Right. Now that man, that 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 mess you up because it's almost like it's almost like being shot. You know what I mean? And it's like if I walk in this if I walk in this uh, gun store and somebody shot me, you're going to be afraid to walk in that gun store. You know what I mean? Right. Because you right. know what the results are. And so right. to go a whole year and to do it again, like, yeah. you got to think, he got to go a whole year. Yeah. Now he got to get back to that point. He got to right. get back to the level he was at that game where he got hurt again. Now, right. like, anything can happen. Yeah. And up here, you try, like, you can't even be thinking about that, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. the reporter asked Draymond Green on the anniversary of when Clay Thompson tours. You know, it was like, who the fuck asked the question well, like that? Why would you even ask that? <laughs> like, like we all know we don't play. Like, we don't play like that. That's superstitious. You know what I mean? Like we don't want none of that. We yeah. don't want. We don't want to ask none of that. Not at all. Like why would you? And, 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 you know, so so now let me move to Draymond Green because he's been the media have been giving him. But one thing I like about Draymond Green, he'll say, "Okay, I had a bad game. I'm not playing well right now." You know what I mean? And he will take ownership yeah. of it. And now I play, but he played great in that in that championship game, in that last game. 
the way he was moving the ball, the way he was doing that, the energy that he brought, the way he was pushing the ball, getting people into their spots, um, getting assists, grabbing rebounds, knocking down threes. He was doing it all. But it was like the media loved. I mean, if you even you know listen to the game with the commentators, right? And one cat said, oh, he's feeling it. He's like, well, I don't know if he's feeling it. He just hit one shot this whole series. I'm like, dang, you can't even congratulate my man for hitting the shot. And like, it's just, it's, it's crazy the way when I look at the whole scope of the way how the media is, it's, it's, it's like us against them, the players against the media. Where it doesn't have always have to be like that, but that's how they make it. But talk about Draymond Green's success and what he's meant to the team. Uh, you know, I, I love Draymond because he 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 is probably one of the the uh, smartest wild cards. Hmm. You dig what I'm saying? He's one of the yeah. smartest players. One of just one of the smartest players. Period. You know what I mean? And just a smart, you know, uh, intelligent human being. You know what I mean? Right. And I think. I think his wild card is his X factor. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it only take it only takes Draymond Green to have a good game for you to lose. Right. Right. And Draymond Green knows that. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green is confident in himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's so confident, right, that he can be so honest. You know what I mean? Because he knows if he does his job to the best of his ability, you're not going to beat my team. Right, right. So only take for Draymond in that series to have one, two, three solid games. Mm-hmm. Let alone have one good game, it's over. You know right. what I mean? Because when he rolling, they rolling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I felt like for him, you know, it's like they're they pushing him to be an, uh, uh, a media personality. Right. So he's going to get it a lot more than everybody else because he's made himself uh, vulnerable in that space. Okay. Okay. So he's going to come under the most criticism because he got a mic too. Mm. So he got, you know, and he can't put, now he can't put the mic down because he, he got a show. He got it. Yeah. So everything, every time he say something, you know what I mean? It's got to like, somebody going to, have something to say or you know what I mean? It's just like it's almost like him being under attack. Uh-huh. And him saying, Fuck it, I'm just gonna join the media and come on over here. Y'all got some shit to say about me. Everybody, whoever wanna say it, I got a mic too. Far right. away. You know what I yeah. mean? So I, I, yeah. I, like, I like I like that approach. Um you know, I thought some you know, sometimes shit like that can get distracting. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought you could see it uh, frustrating him with his game and taking away from his game. Right. Um, and then also, like, he, he, is the re- he is a direct result of anything he does off the court. He's going to be penalized for it on the court. What do you mean? Give me an example. He's, he's, he's received Wallace. Okay, got you. He's received in our – remember, seed in our era, right? Yeah. He was a target. Yeah. Whether he's right or wrong, you know what I mean? Like, they they want to – like, when when she was on the floor, it was uh, it was almost like two teams playing and then the refs waiting for she to do some shit. Exactly. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. And I feel like – 
somebody like that and somebody like Draymond, they, 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 they embrace that. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? But when they come onto the court, when they come to the court, they're not going to, nothing's going to go their way. Right. Right. Because the ref is already waiting for them to say something to give them a tech. Mm-hmm. And so you're not even refing these dudes who are great defenders, intelligent mm-hmm. basketball players. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, you're never going to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's true. Because you want to call the call because you know he's going to say something and you've already dreamed about giving this dude a technical foul. Yeah, you dreamed about it. Referees <laughs> are humans too. Yeah. Referees are humans too, bro. Yeah. Referees have feelings. Yeah. Referees can hear the words that we're saying, bro. Right. Right. Now that's true. I that's remember true. one time I I remember one time a ref said something to me and I was like, You watermelon head motherfucker and 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 that <laughs> right there, bro, every time I saw <laughs> this ref, he remembered because everybody at the free throw line was laughing and shit and he couldn't really do nothing because I was bagging on him. But every time that ref saw me, you know what? He was going to do me in. Every time? Every time. He, like, if somewhere to go my way or not, you know, I, like, imagine, like, a dude bagging on you, and yeah. it's like, oh, you want me to do something for you? Oh, hell no. I'm not going to. Right, 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 right. Now you do the favor? <laughs> right, right. You know, I want to ask you. <laughs> if I need a big favor, call that foul. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, like, no, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, you know, one of the things I, I, I've always saw, even back, you know, while, while you was playing there, is the fans are like, it's like a special relationship y'all have with the fans. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like you're watching a game, Boston won't yeah. play well. A couple times, you heard booze from the crowd. That happens on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Like, New York yeah. fans, Philly fans, DC fans, yeah, they'll they got a different type of passion and energy on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Totally they like, totally they like rock, you know, they like hardcore, bro. Them dudes go to work every day. They fucking, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, they got yeah, so, yeah. they got just as much passion as the team. And right. sometimes that passion translates to negativity. You know what okay. I mean? I always said that about the Knicks fans. It's like Knicks got some of the best fans, but they are terrible for the Knicks. Because they don't know how to like, they don't know how to cheer and shit. Yeah, I mean they're great when you're winning and doing great, but if you have some, the energy is incredible when you're when it's great. Oh yeah, the energy is bad when you're losing. So if you're in a tight game, right? There's so much mixed emotions and mixed energy that you're not pushing them to a win. You're waiting for them to either fuck up. Or yeah. you're waiting this, you know what I mean? And so, like, that audiences and crowds needs to understand that they're the energy. The more okay. positive energy you give to a team, right, the okay. better that team is going to perform. Like, they're going to understand and be able to receive that. Coming in the game with anxiety and, and like, like in New York, it's like, man, you get up, you get down, they start booing, you're like, shit, man, like, Right. It's different. That, you can feel that. You know what I mean? Your shot, all that. That's all in your energy. No question. No question. But y'all but fans. But we the state. It's like we, we laid back. You know yeah. what I mean? We hella laid back. California is just a different vibe. You know what I mean? And it's like a different level and appreciation for the game. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like we like more reserved. We like to watch. 
we cerebral. You know what I mean? Like we, we you know, we we cut our teeth different. You know <laughs> what I'm you. saying? I got. I know what you mean. Like we ain't at the game yelling at people and shit like that. Now you know it'll be more sly, more slick. You know what I mean? Like talking yeah. in groups. You know about it, but it's it's that energy is not like. That energy for Golden State and the new fans coming in, right? You got to think. All the people before Steph got there, when Steph got there, like all the kids and shit, they are they are witnessing a dynasty. That's true. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So, I, like, I would say after the We Believe era, from the time Steph got there, a dynasty was starting to be built. So all these new fans, every year there's going to be new fans for the Warriors. And so – the old fans, they they don't let people get away with bad behavior. You come to a Warriors game, whether you're a billionaire, E-40, like you're there to see the game. Right. And root on the Warriors. It ain't nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ain't going there to mingle. You ain't going there to be on TV, sit on the wood. It ain't none of right. that shit, man. It's just it's work. Let's go to work. We're going to work. We're going to, you know, everybody who comes in that arena – they come in that arena ready to work, ready to get a victory. But you know, and they not stop until we leave. Well, with, with y'all fans, so let's even go to to the We Believe yeah. era. You know, y'all fan that was a special team that y'all had. You know what I mean? And a special year. And then I remember y'all was y'all was you know having an okay year that year, but then you ran off like sixteen straight at the end, went into the playoffs, beat the Mavericks. You know, Dirk and them, and then you beat Detroit. And y'all, like you was y'all was killing. Um, but the fans, the way that they kind of lifted you, they were like, you know, the sixth or seventh man on the court with y'all. And that's special. You don't have that everywhere. And I see the same fans being with the team right now that y'all had. Do you, you think it's the same, that same kind of energy? Our fans was poor, dude. Our fans, like when we did it, when we did it for We Believe, it was like a different type of fans. Yeah. It was a different feeling. And it was like a... Um, it was almost like a celebration. Right. Every game. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was weird because I remember when I got to go to State, I, always, I walked on the court, and it was the first practice, and Chris Mullen said, what do you see? What's wrong? I said, bro, this is this is like a cemetery. Oh, really? When you first it's, got there? Well, dude, none of these players want to play no basketball. Ah. They are dead. They are defeated. They walking in here. They like, man, it's 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 sad. I walked in like, damn, this is sad. Y'all <laughs> ever like, y'all never, y'all don't know how to like play play basketball and have fun, right? Hell no. Like, what does that look like? We done had five, six coaches in like three years, right? Right. So you like you walking in there and it's like, it's dead at practice. The players are dead. Then you get to the game and it's like, man, this shit packed like it's packed. Right. Bro, it's packed out here. <laughs> then you go play the game and it's like we got all this negative dead energy. Then I think we won like my first my first year there when I got traded, I feel like we won like eight, eight games in a row. Uh-huh. Towards the end of the year, it didn't matter. Bro, in those eight games. That place was going nuts. You know, remember right. it was already sold out. Right, right. And they said, "You would have thought we won a championship in those eight <laughs> games. You would have thought uh-huh. we were in the playoffs." Yeah. And so, like, 
the struggle was it was the team, right? Trying to build something for the fans. Okay. Right? It was the ownership group trying to like make something for the fans, but it really was like Mully, Rod Higgins, right? They finally left some players in there. And when they brought us in, it was like we were the misfits. Okay. <laughs> and so when that happened, it was almost like, you know, like we ain't dead no more. Uh -huh. you know I mean? Like we not coming to people want to just come into the game to be like, all right, we're going to lose, but we're going to lose to this person. We're going to lose to this team. It's like, no, nah, we mm. got it. Hold on. We got a chance. Right. Now people getting out their bed, them same people, you know what I mean? Selling out the arena, man, they getting out the bed like, yo, we're going to win tonight. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yo, we got to win tonight. And they they knew that they were like the extra sauce. Okay. Okay. Bro, you can feel that shit. I already know. Get the rebound, throw it to Jerry Rears three. We out of here. They about to go crazy. Right. Right. That was a special, that was a special time. So let me tell, so ask me what, what you got going on now. You know what I mean? Everybody's asking when the next season of, of uh, Baron Davis, you know what I mean, going to come. I, I, I loved it. I love the first season. It was hilarious. It makes, I, I, said, I, wrote, I wrote season two. Um, I've been working it. And then, you know, it's like, it's almost like uh, the TV networks, they picked it up, right? Okay. Which is like, oh, that's what you want. That's what you want. But it's really like, I don't want that, bro. I just want to go make my shit. And so now, you know, I'm starting to see, like, what television is. You know, it's like you can make a lot of money if we do this and if we do that and if we do this. And then it's like, man, but, like, everybody I talk to, they just waiting on the season two. Yeah. If it's this or that or this network or that network, if it's a $10 million production, like, we didn't spend no money for that shit. <laughs> people like it, you know what I mean? So we've been going back and forth. Part of me was like, man, I may just create an NFT for it and then mm -hmm. let everybody who bought an NFT, they can own that shit with me. So then that way we don't never have to go to a, a, a TV network. Then don't let. No, I mean, I know I'm gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so it's I've just been heavy, you know, I've been heavy in like Web three space, thinking about like Web three. How does digital asset management like change our lives and brings okay. us into, you know, this kind of new age? And so, you know, for me, I just really been creating. I got a, uh, I got an NFT coming out called the Oatmeal's. Uh, mm -hmm. You, you're going to get an oatmeal. You're going to get a custom oatmeal. And, you know, I just kind of been playing in this understanding what Bored Apes and Doodles and all these people are doing. And I was like, man, why can't we do something to honor ourselves as athletes and, and, and give roses to, you know, all my brothers, my sisters that, you know, we have this ecosystem in this family. And so basically the oatmeals are legends, the legends our oatmeals, every oatmeal got their own story and legend. And so, you know, for our legends, we let them mint their own oatmeals, okay. right? So their fans. And then they're going to be, uh, for this first collection, I believe there's going to be about uh, 2,500. Okay. Um, the first thousand people that uh, mint some of our, uh, I think our rare, they're going to get an oatmeal credit card. 
Okay. With the oatmeal on the credit card, like so your own personalized oatmeal card where you can uh basically buy bowls. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what I mean? Get your points up. But we thought about, you know, how do you gamify and create a system and an ecosystem where people want to interact, exchange. And then for me, it's like, I know my time is valuable. So if I'm giving up my time, mm -hmm. you know I mean, and, I, and I'm making a conscious effort of my time, my energy and like the IP that, you know, we create. And then, you know, I, I wanted to do that not only for the fans, but just to show people in in web3 nfts that like you can like you can do some shit that's cool mm -hmm. and everybody can participate and it ain't about like oh we about to make a bunch of money or we about to do this it's like yo sometimes it's like the experience you know what i mean okay all right that's so what's it's up called the meals it's called the old meals dropping june 23rd okay. and then our company we build metaverses and all that e so we about to be uh, I'm about to be hitting you up because we're building out a Hall of Fame for for our own. Okay. And so it's called History of the Game, and the and the thought behind it is everybody who paid dues, you know what I mean, should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Gotcha. Everybody gotcha. has a story, you know what I mean? Right. And everybody's stories are different stories. And so, you know, we're not celebrating the story. Right. You know what I mean? We just... Right. We just celebrating stats. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if the media say so, if we start celebrating each other, passing our roses, having a all, we'll be able to like induct ourselves, our our friends and families and stories into our own metaverse. And so I was thinking about, you know, how do you take basketball from a local standpoint, create legends? You know, from a, a, a regional local standpoint, college, high school to create legends. And then mm -hmm. from a macro, you know, standpoint, where if it's pro teams, international, like how do you include everybody into it? And so the oatmeals are the first drop. Uh, we're going to have NBA oatmeals, college oatmeals, college legend oatmeals. And so it's one of those, you know, it's just kind of like forever going narrative. And, you know, for me, I just love creating and I love like giving people shit. So this was like the coolest thing that I can do. Yeah. Um, I wish I could show you what these shits look like. Show it. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you, my guy. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time out. Like I said, I know your phone blowing up, but I'm happy for the Warriors, happy for what you're doing. You know, you're my guy. So, hey, I appreciate you. Keep doing your thing, though, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate right, you. Bro. Love. Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com, along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Thomas 36 Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.